Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. We are here tonight to discuss more Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, I'm all about it! Oh, me too, man. Uh, we're just going to dive right into your feedback, actually, if you guys are cool with it. Uh, we, 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 we're I'm sure it'll spur on plenty of conversation. This may be a shorter one because we're... Uh, we we're, we're we're recording it kind of late, but uh, we'll we'll dig into some more Guardians, and I'm sure we we if you've got more Guardians of the Galaxy two Volume two feedback, send it in. We we're probably, not going to not talk about it. No, yeah, we'll talk about it more. I'm sure. Um, I we got still, a few weeks off coming up. Yeah, I saw. I've seen it twice. I'm sure I'm going to see it a third time this week. So I'll probably have yeah. more thoughts. Yeah, we've got some uh, we've got some upcoming weeks without any fresh content. So we'll oh, definitely. Right. Uh, be talking about all of the things. Definitely Guardians too, though, because like after this, the the next newest thing, other than like the Shield finale this uh, next week, is um, the next newest thing is going to be Spider Man in July. Wow, that's pretty. And then the crazy. Defenders in August, and then Inhumans in September, and probably Agents of Shield right after that, and then Thor Ragnarok in November. It's gonna be eventful. Wow. We'll just say that, and then the yeah, Punisher we'll, somewhere in there. Once, once the September area gets here, we're just gonna be hit the ground running hard. But we're gonna have definitely some slow weeks coming up. Um, all right, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two feedback time. Kenny Carlson said, "Oh to wait, us, wait, wait, hold longing. on, hold on. Whoa, okay, spoiler right. alert. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> Two. Spoiler alert." Uh, because we don't want to spoil anybody because the movie's great and you should all go see it if you haven't and why are you why are you doing anything but watching it? The all hell right. are you doing here? Let's let's see what was Kenny, what does Kenny Carlson have to say? Kenny Carlson said longing for you <laughs> to release the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two review and thoughts on all f- the five post credit scenes that got me gasp. Yeah, that's that's why I left this in. Uh, this was another person letting us know that our cast never showed up, which kind of sucked. Uh, for some reason, our cast was up, but never. We posted it the night of the Guardians release, and for some reason, it didn't get pushed to iTunes or some of the other podcatchers. Uh, but uh, the reason I included this is I wanted to talk about all five in credit sequences um, and what we think about all five. God, there were so many. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it's un unheard of to have that many like that's return of the king level stuff (laughs) oh it's funny (laughs) return of the king level stuff so let's see what was the first one let's see we got craglin practicing with yondu's arrow um that was really it was funny great all a lot of these are just funny um and, and but they all kind of like point to something interesting um I think. Do you think? Yeah, so, do you think Craglin's going to be a full time member of the team? I think it's really the thing we got to talk about with this. He did. He did call Peter Captain. He said, "Thank you, Captain." So, like, that says to me he's going to be. He's going to be there. Yeah, we know James Gunn's directing the third one. We don't know if he's going to direct any after that. I wonder if uh, Craglin will just be like death fodder for the third one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, you know, oh no! He kills off his brother before he leaves the series. <laughs> He's killed his brother in so many things. It's like a it's a running joke it, it, that almost you know you know James Gunn came from kind of the uh, horror r- genre, so his brother has yeah. he has killed his brother in like ten different movies. So Jeez. like I feel like he's got to kill his brother at some point. 
<laughs> but it, it would be a little weird though if he's like the kind of the the successor to Yondu and they let him die in the next one. That would be kind of a bummer. Well, he just he didn't have control over it. He just didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, it may well be that he goes off with Stakar to uh, to be part of that ga- that Guardians team. Oh yeah. Um, he could just lead his own Ravager group. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Could Sp- be anything speaking with Speaking of Stakar, that is our that is our next sequence. Um, man, I, I just I guess like I really just want to know like you know normally when these things happen in the final moments, uh, they're clues as to what's coming. You know. Um, with the exception yep, yep. of Guardians One, uh, that the the credit sequence meant nothing. Um, but although although Howard the Duck did show back up in this movie, which yeah, is pretty you're awesome. Out of luck until you go duck. <laughs> and um, well, Kevin Feige specifically was asked about um, Stakar Ogord and his Guardians team, um, asking if that's going to be a thing, and he was like, "Well, it, you know it." It is and it isn't like being asked, is it going to be, um, is it a, a thing that we can look forward to? Are they going to be a big deal later? Or is it just out there for the fans of the comics? And he's like, a bit of both. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be there in the background. You know that it's a, it's a thing that can happen. Um, if they, um, obviously, if they feel like, uh, people are clamoring for it. They really want that Guardians three thousand roster, whatever that team. Then they'll probably make a movie for it. But for right now, it's like it is a thing, but it's in the background. Happy Easter egg for you, but it can't happen. But it can't happen. It can. It can happen. Yeah. the The thing I was so impressed with is that Sly Stallone was not a cartoon in this movie. Uh, Sly Stallone's cameo, like, he's such a big star, and to have him cameo in this movie, he could have felt kind of over the top, just like, really in your face Sly Stallone, but he was a character, like, he, he had a heartfelt arc in this movie, uh, as, as, as the, kind of like the representative of the Ravagers that, uh, Yondu needed redemption with. Um, and yeah, he was he was Yondu's father figure. Yeah, it was so uh, well. Actually, I, I would say he was Star Lord. He, he was Yondu's like friend because I think the I think the parallel is more that like he's Yondu's well, no, Star Lord. Star Lord is to Rocket as Stakar is to Yondu or something like that. Stakar um, rescued him from being the. Um, the slave, the slave. The True. combat slave or whatever. Yeah. So it's like he brought him out of that and and brought him into humanity and and uh, sure, but or, he, well, whatever their fold is. Yeah, yeah. Brought him into the Ravager fold. Um, which uh, and it, so definitely there are there are friends. I would not. I don't know if I'd call him father figure or not. Uh, I, I would. I was thinking of them more as contemporaries because even though he saved him, he saved him after he'd already been a battle slave for twenty years. So he wasn't. He wasn't a kid when he was. Maybe. He wasn't a kid when he was saved, you know. Like it's not like Star Lord yeah, in that. He's the leader that he was looking up to, though. Maybe, maybe I would. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I, I definitely won't deny that he's a leader. Um, he's definitely seemed like the leader of the team. But I just thought of him more as a Star Lord to Rocket kind of thing than a Yondu to Star Lord sort of thing. If that makes sense. Okay. That's how I it was thinking be. of it. But you know, they're I mean, different relationships. So he can be his father figure, but he can't be his daddy. 
<laughs> well, summing up that way just is restating what you originally said that he was his father figure, which I disagreed with. So I will not agree to that. <laughs> you, you, well, see, you said that like you were making a compromise, but you just said your thing again. <laughs> well, <laughs> I said I said my thing again, but I meant it different. <laughs> You know, you're like, he was his father figure. It's like, I don't know that he was his father figure. And I went on this 10-minute tirade. And then you're like, so you're saying he was a father figure, but not his dad. I was like, no, I'm saying he wasn't his father figure. <laughs> That's funny. Nah. Yeah, I think drunk. what you're getting out of here. I think what <laughs> you're getting out of here. The, the, he's the father figure. He's that he's kind of a father figure, <laughs> but, like, not his daddy. I would I would say we have proof that he's as much of a father figure as Star Lord is to Rocket, which there he's definitely his captain. He's his captain. He's sort of a leader to him uh, now. I think more than ever. Um, I think Rocket had a hard time recognizing that before, but I think they're more friends. Um, yeah, and man, but that's such a touching God. Sly killed it in this movie and i and i it would be so it's so hard to look at a character like an actor like that and view him as anything except you know rambo or whatever like nah dude that was straight up judge dread <laughs> like i you know he's just he's just he just comes on screen and you're like oh there's it's hard to see him as not one of those characters you know Judge Dredd. Look, here comes Rocky. What's Rocky doing yeah, in this? Exactly. Like, why is Rocky in space? Who's he gonna punch? Uh, but no, like <laughs> he he came in and he did, he immediately felt like Stakar. You know what I mean? Like he really yep. embodied yep. this character, and I, I I was really impressed with Sly doing that. And Sly's a great actor. Like he really is. He's been in a lot of great movies. He's yeah, been in a lot of shitty he movies really too. Showed- uh, he really showed that the Expendables was not all all that he could do. No, yeah, no. Uh, Expendables is, is it was just like a weird, fun thing that they did, but uh, definitely not his not his best work, I guess. Um, and yeah. so somebody brought up that it's funny that Tango and Cash were in this movie, <laughs> which I hadn't thought of. But it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, all yeah. right, so Aisha building Adam. Adam Warlock. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <sighs> all right, man. Okay. So, I'm okay. so I'm use, right. use I'm your right. words. Right. So she's building Adam Warlock. She's building Adam Warlock, and that's all there is to it. She's building Adam Warlock. In the comics, Adam Warlock takes the Infinity Gauntlet once they've defeated Thanos, and he's just like, I'm going to keep this for myself. And everybody's like, no, you shouldn't do that. And he's like... No, but I'm going to keep this for myself. And he splits off a part of him that's that's the his evil part so that he can like be a benevolent ruler with the Infinity Gauntlet. But this evil part is also super fucking powerful. And it's called Magus. The Magus. It's... Uh, and it's... Oh, I'm sorry. There's a lot of good it's stuff so, with Adam Warlock. There's a lot of good stuff I, that can come from Adam that Warlock. That sounds like, to me, like that's probably Guardians 3. Like... You know oh, they've yeah. pissed they've pissed off the sovereign. The sovereign send Adam Warlock after the Guardians, and it's uh, Adam Warlock is not a pure bad guy, right? He's a, kind of a good guy, right? Was he a guardian? Right. He eventually joins the team, right? So, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, we get this like strange, you know, uh, not Doctor Slave of the Sovereign 
who's eventually going to turn on them and go with the Guardians or whatever. That sounds fun. That sounds like a fun movie. Mm. So, uh, Groot as a teenager. Number four, Groot as a teenager. Um, it's hard to say what time frame that's happening in, because like, it could be said that because of that, it's just like, all right, well... You know, uh, Groot is going to be a teenager in Infinity War, and that's how we'll see him, and it's going to be kind of kooky and weird, but it could just be that he grows, you know, quickly, because after, what, six months, he's gone from potted plant to uh, running around on two feet, baby Groot? Yeah. So we don't know how long it takes for him to get to adolescent Groot. I think, no, no, these movies, don't these movies only happen two months apart? Wasn't that what they said? I think it's six months apart. Um, I may be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I read it was two months apart. Like these happen almost right after you one another, but uh, I'm, I may be wrong. Either way, uh, Groot grew fast, and we don't know how long it was from the end of the movie to Groot being a teenager. It could be three or four years, even. Um, but it's definitely funny. The thing that that got me about that scene, which I think has I haven't really seen discussed, um, is that Star Lord understands him. Yeah, Rocket's yeah. the only one that's ever yeah. understood him, uh, and I think that's a huge deal. That now uh, the psychic connection or whatever between Groot and Star Lord has grown to the point that now Star Lord also understands Groot. Yeah, like he 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 understands the context of the I am Groot. It'd be really funny if he was just if he was just plugging in things that he thought should happen based on like how he understands people to communicate with each other and like that's not even what Groot is saying like Groot never said you're boring he was just like I am not boring and Groot's like what I, that's not what I meant okay I'll go with it though no, it definitely like, it'd be really funny if that yeah. was the thing but that's definitely what he was saying yeah no no it definitely like, is it's definitely they got the connection there they got now. the connection which I thought was awesome and I think I haven't really seen anybody talk about that because it just seemed like a joke but the truth is if, if Star-Lord couldn't understand Groot that's a big deal that's kind of cool um, I, I actually, I, I think I, I've said this before. Him saying we are Groot bothered me in the first movie uh, because he can't say we. Uh, but right. but my explanation for that was that the psychic connection was starting to grow between the team and that his we are Groot was like a little bit of them interpreting what he was saying. And it was like, uh, you know what I mean? Does it make sense? No, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I, I took that. You saying that about that? That's how I took that, and I think it's fun. Uh, but now we know for a fact the psychic connection has grown to the point where now he's having actual conversations with Star Lord, which is awesome. Well, yeah, Groot, <laughs> with that sarcastic teenage Groot, <laughs> so funny. Uh, all right, so then we have the Stanley cameo number two in this movie. Um, yeah. I mean, it's technically the continuation of the first cameo, right. but um, it's really just him telling war stories almost. Yeah, we still don't know for sure who he is. Do uh, you think he's a Beyonder? He could be Uatu. Um, yeah, we just don't know for sure. And he he obviously exists outside time. Yeah, if 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 the timeline is correct on what we've been watching, uh, he exists outside of time based on our earlier conversation. What was it that uh, he couldn't be the FedEx he said man? He was a FedEx guy. 
yeah, he was the FedEx guy in Civil War, and he was telling that story about, oh, I was the FedEx guy this one time, and he hadn't, or like that hadn't occurred yet. If Civil yeah. War happened in 2016, like that had yeah. not occurred yet. Because this movie is still in like 2014 or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. still set in 2014. Yeah, so interesting. Interesting and super nerdy and sort of sad. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So thanks for those. Uh, thanks for that question. Uh, I wanted to get a. I wanted to get into talking to all, about all of those, and we just never we didn't get into it the other day. So I'm glad somebody brought those up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tim Brown said, "Guys, what you think of as a continuity error probably wasn't. It was shown that Stan Lee was present in different times, from Cap, First Avenger, all the way to the Guardians. With that said, we don't know how Stan Lee's character accesses time. See, for example, uh, even though it may have been 2014, he might have went to all different points in time, including visiting what we see as the future. And as these, he's also telling in in his stories." Uh, think Doctor Who. <laughs> I like how Tim. Uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, we. I agree. I think that's probably true that he exists outside of time somehow, which is just a funny thing that we're sitting here talking about it seriously. But uh, it, it's it's like the funny cameo. But we're all sitting here talking about it. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's super nerdy. Uh, but yeah, Tim. I, I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's funny though that you had to give the example of Think Doctor Who because I'm like. You don't have to say that. It's just time travel. Like we're in, we're in. Like we, we time travel. <laughs> I'm all in on time travel. Existing outside of time, even his mind could exist outside of time, where he just thinks about time in a different way. A la arrival. Um, like, like it could be all kinds of stuff. Uh, like, yeah, we, we're, we're down with some time travel. You, don't, you, don't need, I don't need one example. I need all the examples. Um, all right. It could be memento, or not memento. Twelve monkeys. It could be twelve monkeys style. Uh, it could be. It could could be that would be crazy uh anyway joe sanders said to us on facebook if the beyonder doesn't experience time in a linear fashion he could have already been a fedex guy in 2014 because 2016 is his past i have no idea i've never heard of him maybe he's like a a benjamin button type time traveler (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is not a time travel movie but you get what i mean I, I get what you mean, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> okay. Oh, goodness. What's, what's John Andrew Smetton saying? John Andrew Smetton said, Regarding your David Hasselhoff conversation, I like to imagine Ego was suggesting that he has been David Hasselhoff this whole time. I.e., in the MCU, every time you see David Hasselhoff, you see Ego. And for the sake of my own entertainment, this also implies that due to Hoff's strange pectoral gun cameo in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, both Squidward and Squidward... Sorry, Squid... God, this is so hard to say. Both Squidward and Squidward exist in the same universe. <laughs> I was not on board with you, John Andrew, until the Squidward Squidward thing. <laughs> now I'm on board. <laughs> uh, so silly. By the way, I, 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 had, I had to write it down when I went to see it the second time. He call, Gamora calls David Hasselhoff Zardu Hasselfrau. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that entertained me to no end the first time, but I couldn't remember the name that she actually used. Uh, Zardu Hasselfrau. Really, really awesome. Uh, let's uh, do a quick rundown of these ones from uh, Nerdy Tastic on Twitter. Thank you for sending in some responses. She left like seven or eight quick responses about guardians oh so. yeah nerdy tastic is the uh, the lady that understands my my deep deep love for um hella kate Be- kate kate blanchett god not beckinsale beckinsale's hot too but kate blanchett <laughs> as hella yeah anyway. uh it's tired. I'm tired. Nerdy Tastic says, At MCU cast, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That just might be my favorite quote in anything ever. I'm with I'm with Nerdy Tastic. That's real good. I've been was... I've been saying it constantly for the last couple days. <laughs> and uh I really want a shirt with just like uh with Yondu on it that says I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Let's ask Omer, he can probably hook us up. Yeah. Omer. Do it. Do it. I would I would order that shirt from whatever website you put a shirt on it. Nerdy Tastic says, also, where was the stuff Nathan Fillion did as Simon Williams? I don't... That was actually oh, right. in... That was in the Missouri scene. Uh, they filmed that in Carrollton, Georgia, that Blue Blob in Missouri was uh, kind of overrunning a Simon Williams film festival. It was kind of in the... Um, it was a... Uh, a kind of a flyby on the left side, if I recall, as they were running down the street. Um, couldn't really tell. You couldn't really tell yeah. what was going on over there. We only know that because of the leaked stuff. That's super weird. It's super weird that they did that. <laughs> like, I wonder if it's going to pay off in something in the future. But it's weird that they, like, if, if that's not something that's going to pay off, that they went to the work of making posters for that scene. Because they definitely did. Well, maybe, is... maybe originally they were going to include more in the movie. No, they gotta they gotta fill in the world, man. They gotta they gotta fill it in and make you feel it, make it seem real. <laughs> and this is twice now in a Guardians movie where Nathan Fillion was in it, and you just completely miss it. Yeah, yeah, you can't tell he's there hardly. Super funny. Uh, she says, and the thing at the very end, who is your pick? I'm trying to be spoiler-free as possible here. I mean, who is your pick? This is the, the next one. I mean, who is your pick as in who would you cast in the role? Not who is your pick for the character. We know who it is. Just clarifying. Uh, does she mean Adam Warlock? Yeah. She I, specifically means Adam Warlock. I'm going to pass this to you because I don't know who... I don't know Adam Warlock. I'm looking at a picture of him right now, but I don't know him from the comics, so I can't really say who should play him. Uh, that's, that's hard to say because it has to be like, it has to be a, you know, perfect form kind of man, like, you Mm -hmm. know, super ripped and, and fit, you know, Adonis basically, Mm. like specimen. Maybe one of the other, maybe one of the other Hemsworth brothers can get a job on this one. Right. (laughs) But it also has to be somebody who can act. Like very, very well, and make us believe that he's going through the the transitions that he's going through. <laughs> I would want a younger um, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> Be good. Maybe. Be good. I'm just looking at pictures of, of Adam Warlock and trying to decide what what would be a good fit. Um. <laughs> Don't do that. Most of the pictures of Adam Warlock are super old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, I, I yeah, I have nothing to add to that because I don't know the comic book version at all. You know, the the guy who was the lead in Chronicle would actually probably be pretty good for it. Huh. I don't remember him at all. Okay. But that's cool. He was uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man. He was Harry Osborn. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, he's going to be oh, he's going to be Valerian in the new Valerian City of a Thousand Planets or something like that. Yeah. Have you seen that trailer? I haven't. It looks amazing. I'm surprised it wasn't on your Guardians. Uh, I've been on both viewings of Guardians for me. Uh, really, really loved it. Um, really loved it. You know, another good one would be the guy who is Jamie Lannister. Hmm. He could act. I don't know about him being the perfect specimen, though. He's he's a fine-looking man, but he's... I don't know. He's a little, I guess he's a little old for me to think he's the perfect specimen. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe a little old maybe. for the role. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, young Matthew McConaughey could work, but but like... Like, he's a Brad little Pitt. from now. Ooh, yeah, young Brad Pitt. Ooh, Brad Pitt in general. I'm fine Just with... Brad Pitt. Dude, Brad Pitt. I don't care if he's a little old for the role. I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but Brad Pitt would be amazing. There, like, I, I'm thinking of Brad Pitt around the time of Troy. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. But I'm I'm thinking Brad Pitt now. Brad Pitt's great. Um, <laughs> just yep. put him in in whatever. He's, a, he's <laughs> just amazing. Just throw him in. Yeah, put him in there. Uh, all right, uh, she had one more tweet here. Ah, uh, let's see. In the first movie, it's hinted at how often Peter hooks up with other alien women. How much of that is him, and how much of that was his ego DNA? <laughs> well, I mean... It's a good question. How much is him, and how much is his ego DNA is an interesting question, because he is half of his ego DNA. So you're, you're, I guess you're asking is how much is his earthly heritage? I, I, I'm a little confused by the question. Is it She's asking how much was he spreading his ego DNA? Because that's no, a thing. No, it's how much? How much of his choice uh, to his, pursue women? His tendency, his tendency to be promiscuous. How much of that was actually him, and how much of that was ego via him, um, like ego's desire to spread I rather would, than his just standard promiscuity? Yeah, I don't know. We don't know because we don't know if even he could spread the ego DNA or not, but, or, or like the celestial DNA. He's I think he probably got could the drive. Yeah. He still got the drive, but we've also got his, it's, it's like a nature versus nurture. But in this case, nurture is a space bound being or nature was a space bound being who like spread his seed trying to, uh, you know, turn the whole universe into himself. And nurture was a space bound being who went around having sex with lots of women <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Yondu, so nature nurture. I'm not sure. They both kind of seem like they're the same thing in this case. <laughs> so yeah, um, you thought either one seems like a great thing. Yeah, you'd think his mama would have taught him taught him better. She did. Why 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 do you say that she taught him better? She did teach him better. He he had so many great teachings from her that he kept talking about throughout all of the movies and how great his mom he didn't he didn't know nope, nope hasn't talked about his mom that much except that she died she died when he was real young so doesn't have yeah, he was eight doesn't have great memories of that uh yeah 
right, so Nathan said to us on Twitter, Nathan at WobblyBoots85. <laughs> I love it. I still love it. Uh, Adam Zucast, I really enjoyed Guardians Volume 2, but that being said, there were a few times I cringed and rolled my eyes and out loud said, really? To the jokes. Yeah. The, the, I didn't feel that way, but I know that's been the thing that people are harping on is that this movie is a little too jokey. What do you think? Is it a little too jokey? <clears throat> I think it took some of them a little bit too far, and there were some times where it really took me out that they were still doing this one bit. Like, the rocket and Yondu are going through the space jumps, like 200 or more of them, whatever. 700, I think. Added is the... nothing to the movie added absolutely nothing to the movie other than you get the visual effect of their faces stretching out and then that didn't even escalate hmm yeah i liked it <laughs> i liked it because it was silly but it didn't add anything to the movie yeah and I was just kinda like, it only showed right, it twice done. it's not like they it's, it's not like they tired i i don't agree that it was tired i mean like they only showed it twice uh they 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 hint at it and then it, they go away for a while, and they, they do all these jumps, but it's all off screen. It's not like they hover on them for ten minutes. It's like they show it once, and it's a really big laugh moment. And then they cut away, and they cut back. Like, this is still going on. And then they, they come out of the wormhole or whatever. Uh, it's, yeah, but so I didn't think it was that. While that's happening, you've got some of the biggest emotional heaviness of the movie of any movie really yeah but that's not going pro- on that's not a problem for me that's not a bug it's a feature it's like uh for me the guardians movies are all about like juxtaposing the silliness of the world with a dance battle being proposed while someone's trying to commit <laughs> genocide like that's yeah really great like that's that's what guardians is all about so I don't mind that you have emotional moments pressed up against silly moments. And if you can do it right, it's wonderful. Uh, Dave from DC On Screen, Dave Robertson, uh, we were talking last night. He's like, I loved every bit of this movie except Pac-Man. Pac-Man really? He said Pac-Man was too far for him. And I, and I get it. Like I can understand how a joke can take you out of a moment. Uh, but I, I love Pac-Man. Pac-Man was one of my favorite moments. You know, Philip at uh, at Botched Podcast in the GSTU network also said that Pac-Man is what took it too far for him. Oh, really? Interesting. Yep. Yep. So, so Dave's not alone in that. I get it. I, I, I did, see. I thought that was just perfect. He, <laughs> I loved his. I'm gonna build. I mean, he even I'm said, gonna build, I'm gonna build, some, build weird some weird shit. shit. Man. I'm gonna build some weird shit. It's so good. So funny. <laughs> Uh, next up, Randy on Twitter said to us at MCU cast, Showtime, a-holes! Hashtag Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is an outstanding addition to the MCU. Yeah. You're not wrong. You are not wrong, sir. You're correct, Randy. Ashley, at Ashley and Coffin, said, at MCU cast, just listen to the Guardians podcast. I'm a little torn about the most colorful MCU movie. Doctor Strange gives it a run for its money. Hmm. I it does. Doctor Strange was like a big psychedelic ride. Um, it's mostly just that I'm really excited for the color palette shift yeah. coming up. You know, and I think that Doctor Strange, uh, we didn't really mention it, and I think it has its own look. For sure it has its own look. But I still think that it took some of the color palette that is used in uh, in, in Guardians, like... Um, and I mean, they, they, he gets a look at the cosmic universe, you know, when he's going through his super psychedelic scene of 
of yeah. like his revelation or whatever. Uh, it's like they hand they hand Scott Derrickson a bucket of colors, and they're like, "These are the colors that you get to play with when you go cosmic, and then these are the colors that you get to play with when you're on Earth, and yeah. then these are the magic colors, and most of them are orange." Yeah, and, and I think that man, it is definitely, I don't know. Yeah, like it's almost like Ashley makes a great point. Basically, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Ashley makes yeah, a great point. Yeah. It is a very colorful movie. I still think that Guardians is also very colorful. <laughs> um, it's they're, colorful they're, in its own way. Yeah, they're colorful in different ways. Like I, looking at Ego's planet, just like just that planet and how cool it is. Just that planet is so brings so much color into the movie. Um, it's just so like interesting and pink and golden. You know, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is kind of like um, it's kind of like Wizard of Oz when he's not doing sorcerer stuff, and it's all it's all grayscale. It's all that dull Earth palette, and then hmm. once he gets introduced to the magic and the cosmic side, it, it gets really colorful. That's interesting. That's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah, it, it is for sure. I mean, you know, they they do have they gotta they, they gotta do the the superhero movie thing and show you like a good fight scene at the beginning where you get to see a colorful landscape of warriors fighting. But but yeah, once once he enters the film, the whole the whole movie is very dour and not not bright. And then he goes into the cosmic or into the mystical realm, and it's like, oh, that's that's what Here's- this. Here's the color. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I, I like that. I like that comparison. Good. I'm glad because I just kind of thought of it literally just now. Yeah. Good job. It took me this long. <laughs> Six months after the movie came out, and we're just discovering stuff. Anyway, Crate uh, Dragon Films on Twitter said to us, "Adams, you cast could Yondu have been an Inhuman?" Hmm. I really like this theory, and I posted the entire Reddit thread here, or, or like the Reddit. Oh yeah. Article. It's hey, he linked us to a Reddit article. Um, says according to the wiki, Yandu's people, the Centaurians, are one of the four races that the Kree managed to create successful Inhumans from, with experiments with Terragenesis. Lady Sif described the Inhumans as Kree warrior slaves in season two of Agents of Shield, and demanded to know if they'd put the one on Earth down. In Guardians of the Galaxy two, Yandu said he was a Kree battle slave for twenty years before he was freed. He also seems to have unnaturally superior abilities, even standing up to a celestial for a while, and is maybe the only person who can properly wield that arrow. Almost certainly just a coincidence, but it would fit very neatly. Yeah, I, I, I like the theory a lot. I don't know. See, I just thought he was a Cree. I don't know what race he actually is. I thought he was yeah, a Cree. He, just, he he was blue, and he had the scarring that you see on the Cree guy that Nova Prime was talking to in the first one, and um, he's got the same color palette to him that Ronan has. And those are the only Cree we see. Yeah. Is uh, her, whatever her name is, uh, Nebula, is she a Cree? No. Am I no. just am I, am I being racist? Am I just thinking She's all mostly robot? All Dude, blue, not all blue all robots blue. look alike. <laughs> are, blue all, aliens. are all blue people a Cree? Well, they they no. just look. I mean, Ronan, we didn't really get to see much of except he's all covered up except just he has blue skin. We know that. And and when he said he was a Cree battle slave, I thought he was saying he was a Cree 
battle slave. Like he was a tw- he was a battle slave and he was Cree. <laughs> yeah. Um but 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 yeah, rather than a battle slave for the Cree. Yeah, well, I mean I guess both would be the the case, but um but yeah. I, I, I like I like the theory. And if then he said, well, okay, punching hole in the theory. Uh it sounds like the inhumans that were battle slaves were forced to be that way because they were inhumans, and it sounds like Yondu was sold into slavery by his parents, right? Yes, he was. So that kind of punches a hole in that theory. He was sold into slavery by his parents. And the arrow thing is just that he had a fin that was a piece of technology that controlled it, or that helped him control it. Yeah, and we see Kraglin at the end learning. And we'll see. I guess that'll answer the question if he was special, if Kraglin's badass with it in the next movie. (laughs) I think it's mostly just that he's been using it forever. Yeah, and he says he he says how he controls he, he controls it with his heart, um, yeah. which is 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 I think you know I I love this movie. Not going to backtrack on that, but I do think I didn't love that. I didn't love I control it with my heart. I thought that was a little too vague, and especially for for Peter to be able to immediately take that information and use it so well. I thought that was a little weird. Mm. You know, like it's just a little Could vague. Be. I'm not saying bad. It's fine, but it's like uh, it's the kind of thing where like I could see I could see that piece of information <laughs> being something you practice and go, oh, I'm using my heart now. That's what that feels like. But it reminded me of like <laughs> it reminded me of my voice lessons when the guy's like, you need to use more of this muscle, and I'm like, I don't know what that muscle feels like. What are you even talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you wanted him to be like, Peter, I use my heart to control the arrow. And now when I say my heart, it means I clench my guts up a little bit. I tense my left shoulder, lift my right arm just a touch, and then the arrow flies out like that. Now, if I want to make it go to the right, he's not going to do that. Well, no, I just I I feel like heart is just such a broad sort of weird way to say, talk about how you use something um i feel like yeah, nobody likes heart i mean look at my tea oh right right oh the from captain planet i gotcha <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about um i didn't remember his name mati it's funny i remember everything <laughs> <laughs> it is my curse <laughs> uh all right so i think that cree theory is probably not good <laughs> it's a, it's a little out there, but it's it's like a neat, it. fun love, thing to play with. I love the idea, but I think the fact that he was sold into slavery probably disproves it. But I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I, I guess uh, what I was saying with with the with the with the uh, heart thing, I, I guess maybe like I use my imagination, or I use like something that's more like connected <laughs> to. <laughs> Like, that doesn't sound as good. I used my imagination. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, like, like that's not a good word for it. But it's like, it would, it almost makes more, like, sense in my brain. I don't know. I don't know. Imagination is not a good example of what he should have said. But heart felt a little, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You kill all those people with your heart. I don't know. Just uh, just felt weird. Anyway. Ooh, yeah. That's all you I'm committed- saying. Ravager genocide with your heart. Your heart's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> all your right. heart's bad. <laughs> I think I think that's about all we have for tonight. 
Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I'm we'll, out of steam. We'll be back next week with more Agents of Shield coverage, uh, some more some more news coverage, and who knows if we get enough feedback, we might just do more Guardians of the Galaxy coverage too because we like it a lot. Um, really yeah, great, we do. great movie. Anything else you want to say about Guardians? Go watch it if you if you've come this far and you still haven't watched it. I don't understand you, <laughs> but go watch it. And if you have watched it already, go watch it again. Yeah. Let's break a billion. I don't think it will, but we got to try. I think it's a possibility. I mean, it's at like 500 million now, and it's only a couple it's of weeks in. supposed to break in. 600 by this, this weekend. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's definitely going to slow down. It's going to be tough on it, but uh, that first one had such longevity. I mean, like I said, I was t- you know, six weeks into its run, I was taking eight people to the theater to see it. And if we've got that kind of love for this one and people are still going to see it with their family members, seeing it with their friends. And I took multiple people that I just was like, you need to see this movie. I know we're hanging out today, but you're going to see this movie with me. You know, like just that kind of movie. <laughs> well, we've got a lot coming up that could, uh, could do some damage to it. Like alien covenant is coming up. When does that start? Um, May 19th. Okay. So next week, is when we'll see that. Yeah. Um, then, oh god, what else is coming up? I think I think the Wonder Woman movie is too far out to really do much damage. Um, but then Pirates of the Caribbean, with um, that really cool villain, that one is coming out May twenty sixth. Yeah, man. So I'm excited about weeks. the Pirates movie, actually. I liked the first yeah. three a lot, and the fourth one was like just kind of fine. Uh, it wasn't wasn't great, but it wasn't wasn't horrible. Everyone doesn't like the second and third one. Uh, one day I sat down and just watched the whole trilogy, and that's the thing. Is like the thing about the second and third one that is strange is it is a trilogy. It's very much it ends kind of like an Empire Strikes Back ending where you have like the 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 down ending of the second one and then they have to come back yeah. and fight it in the third one and if you don't watch them close together they don't feel right you kind of have to watch those movies kind of close together at least the second and third one you you need like the context of the second yeah. one to enjoy the third one and you kind of need the context of the third one to enjoy the second one which i think was the problem people watched the second one they were like what <laughs> why, why, <laughs> what did i just watch that there was no ending to that <laughs> And it, sure enough, okay. the third one ended it. Um, so, I've, having looked at upcoming movie release schedules and the calendar at the same time, um, I retract my statement that Wonder Woman is too far out to really hurt it because Wonder Woman's four weeks out. Yeah, it's soon. Um, it's pretty soon. So, next we got Alien Covenant, and then. Um, oh, crap. What did I say was. Pirates. Yeah, Alien Covenant's on the 19th. Pirates. Um, Pirates is coming out the next week after that, and then Wonder Woman in the next week after that. So yeah, it's got a lot to contend with in the coming weeks. For sure, for sure. I, I, the thing about it is, though, even with the big, other big movies coming out, like talking about contending is one thing, but like it's not going to contend with those movies in the sense that it's not going to be the number one movie for long, but I think it'll continue to make money because it's so good. Um, if you make a I, I good too. movie, I think it's just it's gonna some of that steam is gonna be taken out of it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, all right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. 
uh, proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to find more about us, hit us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us, leave a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to hear a similar podcast, but about the DC properties, check out DC on screen. Um, and if you'd like to hear my original music, check out MatthewCarrollMusic.com. Um, I, I'm just getting ready to make an album. Love for you guys to check it out. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Talk to you soon. Until next time, true believers.